Good morning, everybody. This is Table for Two with Naomi Nachman on the Nachum Siegel Network. Our show is sponsored by Natural and Kosher Cheeses, when quality and flavor matter. For those of you who don't know me, I am Naomi Nachman. I'm about all the food, all the time. I love shopping for it, cooking it, eating it, restaurant food. I love eating at restaurants. I'm very excited because we have 613 Restaurant from Connecticut joining us on the show today. I'm a kosher personal chef. My business is called the Aussie Gourmet. I cook for people for Shabbos, for Yontor, for Pesach, for Tishrei. Uh, anytime you don't feel like cooking, you can give me a call and I'm happy to do it for you. I hope you'll tune in every week and hear about my kosher food adventures um, and my traveling and all my crazy food experiences. You can email me at naomi at nachamsegal.com. You can join my Facebook page on uh, the Aussie Gourmet and Instagram, Twitter, Look at my Instagram stories. They're so much fun. Or you can join my newsletter, uh, which will be starting again uh, right after the holiday season. If you have had a great experience with food, you cooked something amazing, you ate somewhere amazing, let me know. I'd love to hear about it. Just want to give a big shout out to Wolf and Lamb. I actually ate there uh, earlier on in the summer and then uh, coming up again now. And we're going to be having the chef the owner and the chef coming up on the show in the next couple of weeks, but I really had a fabulous meal there, so I just wanted to give that a big mention. Um, Kitchen Click, we have a great new segment uh, for kitchen gadgets. Uh, You can uh, follow along uh, once a month. We're going to be having an amazing raffle. And as I showed everyone last week, we have these three terrific knives, a slicing knife, a bread knife, and a Santuco knife. And... Those are going to be given away at the end of the month. So at the end of each month, we're going to be giving away the raffle. And every month, there will, of course, be a different raffle. So if you want to win one of these great knives, it's a new year a new year coming up. You need new knives. So email me, Naomi at NachamSiegel.com. And you can be in the running to uh, do one, get one of these knives. Oh, well, these set of three. Actually, not. I'm not doing three raffles. It's one raffle prize for all three knives. That's pretty exciting. But you have to also um, join me on Instagram and Kitchen Click on Instagram. And then hopefully your name will be picked from the drawing. We also have a lilac and creme from last week. We had them on. Those cheesecakes were insane all week. I was picking up cheesecakes and then tried to go to the gym a little bit. But it's a bit hard. It's busy season right now with Yontif coming up in a couple of weeks. I think we're down to like two weeks at this point. So, um, yeah. So uh, we, we had some cheesecakes. So if you want to win one of those cheesecakes, Naomi at nachamsegal.com and we'll put you in the running for that. Just mentioned for the two raffles, like one right knives and one right cheesecakes. And you can enter both, of course. Just let me know which one you want as well if you want one over the other. Okay, I pretty much got through uh, all the exciting news there um, that we've had. Um, last week we had a great show Um we had Lavana on the show and I have invited her back because I just want to talk about some Rosh Hashanah ideas with everyone because it's coming up and we really have to talk about it. I have an amazing show. I know I say that every week, but I love what I do. I always say I have the coolest job because uh, of Nachum and Miriam. But I have Yossi Horowitz, a.k.a. Yossi's Corkboard.com, is right here in the house with some wine. Very exciting. And I have Dan Wise from 613 in Connecticut. He's going to talk about his pop-up with Brian Greiker from Milts. So that's pretty exciting too uh, that will be in Connecticut. So a taste of the West. What are they called? In the Midwest? In New, in New England. I like that. The Midwest meets New England. Hmm. Got a good ring. And then of course Levana is going to talk with me about some great Rosh Hashanah ideas. So sit back, relax, enjoy. Okay, you might not sit back and relax because you're cooking for Shabbos. You all tell me that you're all cooking for Shabbos while you're listening. So Chop away, cook away, and uh, enjoy our our show today. Hey, Yoss. How are you? Welcome back. Happy to be back. Yeah. Thanks for having me again. Oh, my pleasure. Anytime. We have a good time schmoozing about food. Always happy to talk about one of my favorite things, wine. Wine. And food, of course. Wine, yeah, it's true. Um, I was going to tell you, because you're always talking to me about sous vide, I've actually set up a sous vide workshop for myself and some other chefs because we really want to learn how to do it and we actually like clear today because we've all been so busy the last few months that we're going to like really embrace it. I embrace sour bread this summer. Okay. So I I have a seven-year-old starter and a few of us got together with Chaya Suri Leitner to learn sour bread making because it's a bit of an art form. Uh So now we're going to learn the art form of sous vide cooking because of you. 
I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> At, me and that two-inch perfectly cooked steak we had oh a few months God, ago. Oh, my God, that was crazy. Yes. I took yes. that home to my family, and they were, like, crying, like, can you make this? I'm like, nah, I don't know how. <laughs> oh. Now you'll figure it out. Now, now we're going to learn. We're going to yep. learn. I like to learn, like, um, very hands-on. Like, I want to set the temperature, show me how to turn on the machine, you know, so we're going to make it all official. So, And then I'll be able to impress you with my Without sous, a doubt. sous vide cooking skills. So, yeah, you had a good summer? I did. I what, did. What did you do? I ate What'd a lot. You? I drank a lot. You know, the usual. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> You're very tan still. Yeah. Thank you for calling it tan and not burnt. Yeah, no, yeah. I've actually, I'm Australian, I've really been burnt. So you're not on that really red, like that microphone red, but you're pretty, yeah. after a couple of weeks, you're still... Spent a lot of time chasing my children around outdoors. So oh, that will do it for you. Thank God. You know what? Isn't it great, the summer? Like, I'm so sad it's over. I don't appreciate when when I'm in it, but now it's over, I'm like, bring it back. Right, but at least the kids go back to school. So Yeah. There oh. is that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my house is very quiet. I have three that have left the house in one year. So I just have one eight-year-old at home. It's quiet. Does somebody want to adopt me? I don't know who your eight-year-old is, but my eight-year-old is not quiet. Oh, no, she's so quiet. Girl or boy? Girl. Oh, my girl. Yeah, my girl's quiet. Yeah, my boys are the quiet ones. Oh, really? Oh, that's yeah. funny. <laughs> yeah, funny is the word I would use. Yeah. <laughs> you think boys would be loud. I only have girls, so I don't yeah, know. Well. That's cute. All right, let's talk about, we've got a busy season coming up. Lots of drinking and eating. We do. We need some help. We do, well. We need some help. I said, we've got to call Yossi. You know, he's been such a great friend of the show since we've met back in February. Yeah, wow, it's been almost a year or half a year. Are you going to food and wine? You know of what course. I'm talking about That with those Israeli chefs? Um, do you know what I'm talking about? Not sure which one. Okay, there's one. It, it's in South Beach? So they're doing the South Beach one in New York. They're doing it at Bison and Bourbon. And they're okay. bringing Israeli chefs from Israel. Um, you can go to foodandwine.com and find out about it. I will um, take a look. I am going. All right. Well, so, hopefully I will see you there. Yeah. Uh, I spent the money. Shh, don't tell Tzvi. Um, I spent the money. I didn't want to go in his press. Have you, do you know about this, Dan? It's uh, talking to the microphone. I'm not familiar with it. Um, yeah. I, you know, I haven't seen it advertised a lot, um, but it's definitely out there. I should try to – I'm going to put it on Facebook again so you can have a look. Um, but it's a great evening of Israeli chefs. They're flying in just for this event. Is it Israeli food? I've no idea. I would imagine. Not falafel or shawarma, I hope, because we got some good stuff here. Good falafel and good shawarma is pretty good too. So. Yeah, that's true. Okay, so guide me through this Yonta season. Is there something new that's out there that we got to try? Or So so there's always, obviously, the most wine, most kosher wine in, in Definitely in the U.S., but also in Israel. Most kosher wine is sold at Pesach. Most, I'd say more than 50% of the wine is sold around Pesach time. Oh, really? With Rosh Hashanah at the time coming in a, a close second. Um, and, you know, most wineries and winemakers, producers, importers always try and have some new stuff on the shelves um, for Rosh Hashanah. This year it's a little bit more complicated because of Shemitah, which is 2015 was a Shemitah year in Israel, so a lot of the whites... Yeah, how does that impact us? So... Um, most Israeli wines, m much of the Israeli wines are not actually imported into the U.S. Um, from Shemitah years because a lot of people won't won't drink them. So what do they do with it? They sell it. They, the the wine. The Israel. This is only obviously for Isra Israeli uh, wineries um, where Shemitah is is relevant. So most of the many of the wineries will either make less, those make more in the year before 2014 to prepare for the year, and or they'll make less, or they'll just sell more. In Israel, where where you can um, you can drink uh, shemitah wine, so there's a dearth of white wines right now. The summer was obviously a difficult one. And if if in a typical year, I write an, an I write an annual newsletter about rosé, usually in May or June in preparation. And if any typical year, there's thirty or forty different options that are going to be available. This year, there was there were many less because there were about twenty Israeli options that are typically worth looking into that were simply not available. I mean, I tasted the, them all in Israel um, and had a, a number of them shipped to me privately because a large number of my readers live in Israel and, right. and elsewhere. But in the U.S., there, there, there was and remains a relative dearth of rosé. Um, what does that mean? Dearth? Yeah. Lack of. Lack of. Okay. There, there was uh, That's not a big enough. Word. There was not. There was not See, enough. You have to ask. I ask the hard questions here. There was not enough. There was not just not enough wine, so people were limited in their options. Um, 
But as Rosh Hashanah comes out, you know, people around the Chagim tend to use the Chagim as an opportunity to drink the bigger, the better, and right. many a times the more expensive wines. Right, I, I definitely do the Hidur HaMitzvah to buy a better wine. It's- without a doubt, without a doubt, you know, and thankfully Tishri is, you know, loaded with, uh, in addition to the four Shabbatot that you have, you also now have another probably eight days of Chagim, so there's plenty of opportunity right. to break out some And of nothing's the- combined this year. It's Shabbos, Erev right. Yontif. Correct. So, you know, you really have three. I mean, Yom Kippur people don't drink uh, until after Yom Kippur at least. But, you know, you have a good, you have a bunch of days. And, and Sukkot is obviously a time where you, you know, every night, not just on the Chagim people trying to drink. You have a Simchat Beit Shoeva or, or, or it's just a Chag. And, you know, Sukkot being the Chag that you're supposed to have, have Simcha. And, you know, the Gemara tells us that in Simcha, so between meat and wine, it's really a good opportunity to break it out. So, so typically... People try and bring out their the, the biggest and the best wines uh, during the holiday season. So to correspond to that, the producers all try and, and launch new things. Now, obviously, w- when you're talking about the bigger and more expensive wines, you're not talking about w- wines from the most recent vintage, right? You know, the wine, the bigger and the better wines typically spend time in the barrel, and they need more time to mature and, and get ready before they're released. So, as an example, let's say Israel's. Let's just call it Israel's top wine. It's not necessarily the best wine, certainly not every vintage year, but the Yardane Katsrin is considered one of Israel's top wines. It's, uh, you know, they've been making it. The first wine they made was in 1990. It's one of the first and remaining only Israeli wines that you can count on to last between 15 to 20 years from vintage. So it's a wine In that the pe- bottle. In the bottle. Before. So can I just sure, ask ahead. you a question mm-hmm. about how long wines last? I, I had bought a bottle of wine in Paris mm-hmm. in 1999. Okay. It's a small bottle. Okay. I, I just kind of kept it in my closet just because okay. it was like a memento from the trip. My husband this past week wanted to open it. Yeah. And I said, I think it's going to be like disgusting. Like I, I just really kept it because it was a cute bottle and it was from our trip. Like a, you know, I, like a snow globe. Right. Is that no, I really want to try. I'm like, no, please don't. Eh, but would it be disgusting? Yes. Okay. There you heard it. Svee. I mean, there are, there <laughs> are. From the bus. There, Listen, in the non-kosher world, there are wines that last 100 years. And certainly... What the, makes those last and not so there's a, there's my a, last? So there's a long list of characteristics that, uh, and, and, and criteria that go into having a wine last. It starts with how old the vineyards are, how, what the quality of the vineyards are, where they come from, how long the wine spent in the barrel, how it was harvested. I mean, every stage, starting with the planting of the vineyards 100 years ago to what capsule and, and cork is used on the bottle and how it's stored, all these things I want to know all those answers. It. Yeah, that's cool. It, it's, it, we need four hours. We need far more than that. But, <laughs> but there are some wines, even kosher wines, from, 19, from the vintage year 1999 that are still drinkable today. Um, all French. It's uh, French. Uh, the larger the bottle, the longer it ages. So a half bottle, which is what you're talking about, usually are not built to last. Um, the larger the bottle, then that means the less contact there is with the, wa- the wine has mm-hmm. with oxygen. So it lasts longer. The smaller the bottle, obviously, the more okay. contact it has. Okay, interesting. Um, and so without knowing, without having any clue what bottle you're talking about, if you bought a 99, we're probably talking about a 97 or 98 vintage. At best, chances of being alive are, I'd say, it could have been a, a and rubbish bottle of, it. Yeah, It could have been a rubbish bottle of wine to begin with. I, I right. didn't I, know much I, about I wine. I guess no. I'm going to send you a picture. I'm going to send you a picture of it. I've been drinking wine since I was 16, so the chances are that I've tasted it. It was a lot easier, you know. Used to be that I tasted all of the kosher wines every year. Now there's just so many. I mean, there's probably it's about 3,000 cr- different kosher wines released every year, so it's become difficult to do How that. How many bottles of wine do you think you've t- sampled? So just I tasted in, in 2015, I tasted 1,872 bottles of wine, different wines. Don't you love that he knows that? I would like to know what I'm my a lawyer, so uh, uh, my profession, right. he, so he keeps track of accuracy hours. is important. Yeah, so. my husband's also a lawyer. He keeps track of everything. I can't do details. I don't do details. I don't even know. So I'm well, so wine bad details are important. So 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 my point is that so a lot of the wines that people are going to bring out, you know, the really expensive wines are wines that are older that have been sitting that have been maturing and kind of aged to perfection. Um, in the kosher world, it's becoming more. There's becoming more awareness about that. Most of the wine that's bought is still consumed within, you know, four hours to four months of, of when it's purchased. But more and more people are buying wine and storing it for the long term, whether the long term is six months or six years or 60 years. What's Depends. A, what's the best way to store wine? Like we're buying now a Be- ton of wine for Tishrei, right? Well, you're if you're going to buy the wine. If three cases of wine. Where do I matter. Where just, do I store it? In my house. Of, just out of the sun, out of the kitchen, in the bottom of your closet, someplace. The coolest place in the house is the best 
So if you have a basement, okay. If you have an unlit basement where the air where the air stays garage. relatively constant, garage is probably not so good because it's susceptible to outdoor heat. You don't want the you don't want heat is bad. Changes in temperature, extreme te- changes in temperature are bad. Vibrations bad. Those are all bad things. So, but again, if you're buying it now and you're going to drink it in two weeks, just make sure that it's not in any place that's reaching. 70, 80, 90 degrees at any given point, and you should be fine. Is there a temperature that wine should be kept at? What's I mean, the- uh, professionals, sellers are usually kept at a, somewhere between uh, at around 55 degrees Fahrenheit. 55. Whether it's 54 or 58, you know, books. And, That's and, for and, red? And That's for red? F- for aging, it really doesn't matter all okay. that much. You know, you can nitpick on the exact temperature, and a lot of people have made a, make a lot of money selling fridges that have different temperatures for whites and for reds. But at the end of the day, if you store all, I, I, I have probably 800 bottles of wine stored in three different cellars, and I keep all of my wine at approximately 55 degrees and have been doing that for 25 years. And I've yet to have a spoiled bottle, so I think, you know. Stick with what Yossi knows. No, I mean, there are, no, there's great. a lot of different ways, but you can drive yourself crazy about these things. And frankly, what I wanted to talk about today was wine pairing, which again, people can start driving themselves crazy about, and there's really no need to do that. Um, so you were talking about Yantif meals. How do you prepare for? How do you prepare for? How do you plan for your wine? So again, in general, I believe that you drink what you like with the food that you like, and you don't worry too much about it. You know, a wine writer who I who I like a lot uh, named Mark Oldman once said, "Wine's like pizza. Even if it's bad, it's still pretty good." So as long as you're not talking about spoiled wine or badly okay, made wine. Okay, take me wine, a minute to process that. Okay. Uh-huh. It's like pizza. You know, pizza's good. Even if you don't have the best slice of pizza in the world, it's still, it's still, pe- still pretty it's- good. <laughs> you know, so wine is a little bit more complicated because you can have actually bad wine. And unfortunately, out of those 3,000 bottles, I'd say more than half are, are wines that I wouldn't serve even to my worst enemy. From but, your wines? No, I'm saying of the 3,000 kosher wine bottles that are produced oh, every year, okay. I'd say half of them are things that I wouldn't even call wine. Uh, but that's just me. But <laughs> He's a wine snob and proud. Um, you know, I like wine, but I think that it's really important not to get caught up in this stuff. So while I do generally believe that most wines and most foods are fine, there are a couple of things to keep in mind when you're planning these things that will just make the experience better. Um, I think, but, but, but again, not to get hundreds of books about it, thousands of articles about it. There are many wine critics and professionals who, who make a living telling you exactly what wines to cook with. And you could kill yourself over this. You could drive yourself crazy. Did I add the, the, one of the herbs in the sauce that you're making with one of the things doesn't match with this. And then you're serving, nobody here serves at a Yantif meal one dish. You're serving seven different dishes. And you're not going to have a different wine for every dish. So you need to have something that's versatile enough to eat with everything. Correct. And, 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 you, and, and if you're polite, then your guests are probably going to bring a bottle of wine over. Um, and you might get stuck serving that. So right, you, can we just talk about that? Sure. Open the wine your guests bring you. I never do. You that. never do. No. I think I think it's not nice. They went to all that effort, whether you drink it or not. Well, first of all, they, I, when I somebody brings it. you a gift, then it's for you. It's not for them. So there's no reason to share it with them. Second of all, the way that I get around it without appearing to be rude is I prepare the wines in advance. I open the wines before my guest table, and they're on the table. And I bring the wine, and then if we finish the two bottles that I have on the table, then I'll open their bottle. I think approach. also if you're going to his house for, for a hug, then yeah, don't bring wine. Well, that's uh, the unfortunate reality that <laughs> since I started writing my newsletter about 12 years ago, nobody brings me wine anymore. And I write about, I only write about wines. If I ever get life. invited, I'll bring you some short ribs. <laughs> he, he no problem with short ribs. It's funny because people say, I'm not going to bring dessert. I'm like, yeah, no, bring dessert because I'm not a baker. Well, to all those people who do come to me that, are, that might or may not be listening, any wine that I've ever written about is a wine that I would enjoy. So there are thousands of options that are good Right. To so if you're invited to the Horowitz's for a meal, just check his website to see what he likes. There you go. All I right. always I always whenever I whenever I go over to someone's place or someone brings wine to me, I always open it because of the fact some people, as you said, don't have great taste in wines and they'll just pick whatever off the shelves just to have wine for Shabbos or, or Yantif. Um, and I always bring a bottle that I like because and then when they don't open it and they have some bottle and I'm like in that bottle, please. Right. Yeah, so, yeah. So, so, <laughs> That's right. why I kind of like open because they want it. Right. But then whether I choose to drink Typically it or not is another story. You, you the know. flip side for me personally is that because everybody knows that I write about wine, when I come with a bottle, they're People always are scared. Eager. People yeah. are like, People are always eager to open the bottle <laughs> that I brought. So I usually get away with that. But vice, but the opposite, you know. Oh, anyway, hate to be invited because then they have to buy the most expensive no, wine. No, no. Spe- I'd say that I... I write more or less on a weekly basis. You know, my day job and my and my personal life gets in the way sometimes. Oh. <laughs> but I'd say the vast majority of wines that I write about and recommend 
average between probably 18 to 35. So I, I try very hard not to. So I shouldn't bring Concord grape. You know, I'm sure. My husband loves cream and lager. My, uh, my, my dad my likes that. My seven-year-old, my eight-year-old. Really? Nobody yeah. else will drink yeah. it. Yeah, my kids love cream and lager. I think it's like my sludge. Neighbor, my, my neighbor and my doorman. Really? Yeah, that's funny. So, that's funny. So, yeah, anyways, Dan, back to the Dan wine. knows a lot about wine. He's a mixologist. You did a lot of the wines that um the, dr- the, the drinks for yeah. Dini's pop up. Okay, we're going to talk in a, in a couple of minutes. So anyway, so 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 just a couple of things about wine. So you know. There are old axioms, you know, anybody who's seen uh, the James Bond movie with, from Russia with Love, you know, James oh. Bond has characterized, you know, has de- determines that that that, uh, that Dr. No was a bad guy solely by the fact that he ordered, I believe it was red wine with fish. So, you know, the, the, count- <laughs> the counter to that is at the end of the movie, he says to him, you know, you may know your wine, but you're the one on your knees. He says that's James Bond. So <laughs> don't get hung up in this thing. It's about balance like everything else. Okay. The main thing is to think about is you don't want either the wine or the food to outweigh the other one. So if you have a very dominant wine or a very dominant food, you want a wine that's going to complement it, not contrast with it. And those are the two ways to go about it. You either want wines that complement each other. So if you're having, let's say, a fruity, uh, uh, you're having a main course that has a, a slightly sweet, maybe fruity um, sauce to it. Like a gonna, pomegranate sauce with your then roses. And you might want to get a wine that is more, that is a fruitier wine. If you're having a, a, a very fatty food, like on Hanukkah, I typically recommend, recommend wines that have a lot of acid in them to cut through all the grease and the fat that you're having. So no, <laughs> Cleans it's the about, arteries. It's about <laughs> contrast or, or thing. For today's show, I happened to grab two bottles that I had sitting in the fridge at home. Um, one is a sparkling wine, and I'll, I'll open it as I'm Yeah, honestly. we've got to But we've one of the things that. I generally believe is that people should drink much, much, much Hold more on, sparkling I'm gonna, wine. Hold on, I'm going to um, video you doing that. Okay. <laughs> Say um, when. Let me just move this out of the way. Yeah, because I think... But in general, people don't drink enough sparkling wine, and sparkling wine happens to be uh, an exceptionally versatile wine, besides the fact that, you know, it's fun to open, and it... And it um, goes with pretty much everything give me a chance to turn on the thing i'm sorry (laughs) that's okay um you know so definitely appropriate for a festive meal it's a great palate it's going it's going be quiet it's a very um it's a festive wine so it goes good for rosh hashanah it goes with any there's there's more glasses there guys if you want to drink with us later on we're gonna goes with uh it goes with everything it's a festive wine it cleans your palate and it and it's a very versatile wine and there's some really great 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 kosher sparkling wines out there these days. Um, there are some true champagnes, which can only be called champagne if they're made in the Champagne region of France. Exactly. Um, the, the Golan Heights Winery in Israel happens to make a number of exceptional yeah, sparkling there, it's wines. Great. They make it in the same style, the Champagnon method. They're obviously called sparkling wine, not champagne, because they're made in Israel. Um, and what I brought today was was um, is the Gilgal Brut, um, which in Israel goes under the Gamla label, and in, in the U.S. is under the Gilgal label, made by the Golan Heights Winery, and it's, I think it retails at around sixteen dollars, okay, and you know at that price you can drink it all the time, all day long, and you don't have to worry about it. And but if you do drink a lot of it and you don't finish the bottle, there are these there are champagne stoppers that you can get oh, for ten okay. or fifteen dollars that you can close the bottle and it will retain its. its okay, so let's try this. So I, actu- I actually washed before because I've got some. Stuff coming up from um, from Dan from six thirteen, so I'm not even going to make a bracha. I don't know if you've already started drinking yet. <laughs> started drinking before my kids got up. Yeah, yeah. I'm just joking. Yeah, ja- yeah. He just started joking. drinking about twenty years ago and has. Right. Well, well, I do a lot of tasting as opposed to drinking. Yeah. So. This is this is delicious. It tickles my tongue. I love that. So well, refreshing. Bottles are good, and it's you know it's most of the sparkling wines are relatively light in alcohol. Can we just so hold that good? up to the camera? Sure. ZK, you're going to like this. What does brut mean? I see that all so the brut time. Is about, brut, brut is a is level of dryness in the wine. The, the wines are characterized by, oh, by how dry they are. Um, and it's a non-vintage wine, which, which means they take wines from different years and they blend it together to create a consistent style. Um, there really is no um, kosher, what's called vintage champagne. Um, there is vintage sparkling wine from a specific year. Right, right. But this happens to be non-vintage. Because I see Brut and Spamanti. Am I- Spamanti is just Italian for sparkling. Oh, there Brut you go. Brut is a level of dryness. CK's enjoying uh, that. In the wine, <laughs> but it, like, like I said, people don't drink enough sparkling wine, and they really should because it really goes with almost all all, yeah. all, all, all That's foods. That's interesting. I never thought about that, right? Like we could really... Everybody thinks, oh, it's only for special occasions. Well, first of all, every day is a special occasion. 
question, right? Oh, Second every time you all, wake up is Baruch Hashem. You know, let's and, drink. <laughs> and the Chagim is certainly a good opportunity to, to be drinking it. Um, and like I said, there's some really great kosher sparkling wine, really great kosher champagnes, and a number of great sparkling wines from, from Israel that are all worth trying. And um, and the other wine I brought, so so sparkling wine is definitely you're having a yontif meal, you should have sparkling wine. It goes with everything. Everybody likes it. Who doesn't like this? The bubbles. Who doesn't like the 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 festivity of of opening it? As long as you don't you know hurt somebody or or. Break a, break, yeah. uh, break a chandelier in your in your room. ZK is grabbing the bottle. Have a look at that. <laughs> you can all watch us on uh, our YouTube channel. This is Table for Two with Naomi Nachman on the Nachum Siegel Network. Our show is also heard on our Rutsheva English Radio. We are talking to Yossi Horowitz about wine for Tishrei. And every day you should have a glass of sparkling wine. Definitely. It's also, as we were saying, it's uh, good with everything. Almost It everything. goes with almost everything. Yes. So When people you know, ask me, you know, one of the famous questions that people ask wine critics or wine writers, you know, if you were stranded on a desert island with one with one, with a, one case of wine, what would it be? Unequivocally, no question about it, it would be champagne. Oh, there you go. <laughs> right. Heard right here on Table for Two. Okay, we're going to continue the conversation. I'm just going to bring Dan into it a little bit because that Dan's restaurant has a wine um, it has a bar. We do a full bar. A full bar. Full and bar. Lots of lots of alcohol. So, what what do you look for when you go to a restaurant like Dan's? Um, um, a flashic restaurant serves great food, which he's got right in front of. Gonna, <laughs> I mean, my, 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 when I go to restaurants, I like to try. I'm, I typically. I'm gonna just keep drinking. Um, personally, I always try the appetizers because that usually is where the chefs experiment, where they have more creativity, where they have more ability to to to, to make small dishes. And you can try a lot of different things without committing to one dish. Um, you know, definitely changing over the last few years. But the, in the kosher world, most people, when they go out to eat and they're spending real money at a nice place, they want a big piece of meat. And if the portions aren't large, then they feel like they were gypped. And therefore, you know, restaurants cater to that by making, you know, big steaks or things like that. I personally, when I go out to eat, I'd rather eat things that I can't prepare at home because either I'm not talented enough, which I'm not, or my kitchen is not... Uh, you know, sufficient enough to, to entertain those kind of meals, which it isn't living in Manhattan, or that it would take four hours to prepare the dish. And I, you know, when I go out to eat, I like to try that. You know, it's for me to go out to a restaurant and just have a steak. It doesn't matter how great the steak is. I can do that at home. I say the same thing. And Mike Gershkovitz from Mike's Bistro said that to me. He goes, Naomi, do not order a steak when you come here. He says, the cow did all the work. You know, a little salt and olive oil <laughs> and you're done, right? Dan's laughing, right? To an extent, yeah. I want to see what the chef's done. I want to see what the chef's done over there. Dan's got a whole little feast for us. I know. I've been drooling. We, I know. We can, do. Can, uh, we, can we bring Dan in for a little bit? Uh, you can stick around and you'll sure. see we're going to keep talking about wine and food and Lavana. How you doing there, my friend? Uh, just looking. Uh, she's looking. we got to get Lavana a mic. Okay. Okay. Does that mic? Yeah. mic Lavana, there's a mic there, a purple mic. This is great. We are, we are having like a great... Uh, food and wine conversation uh, going over here. We're going to switch a little bit to Dan. Dan, you are the manager at 6.13. I am, yes. Okay, well, welcome to Thank Table you. for Two. Thank you, I appreciate it. Hopefully the first of uh, a good relationship. Okay, Maybe excellent. We met with um, Dini Klein. Klein at Dini's pop-up uh, back in, was that June? About a month ago. It was, it was Air of the Nine Days. Yes. Um, I got. I, I uh, made sure I got the 6 o'clock Meal, right. so we I had to see him for the, for the 9 p.m. For the 9 o'clock, so I could get it in um, before the uh, nine days actually started. I was not a huge fan of the come to the restaurants because we have a see him kind of thing. Right. Uh, that was That's just my philosophy, my issue. <laughs> um, I, I agree. I had a see, when I do see him on during the nine days, I serve sushi. Yeah, you can. Yeah, my I, view is if you're coming for the Torah, then you come for the Torah. Right. I, I, I agree. I think it's this big loophole, which is great that we can do that because we're full of loopholes. Yossi, you had a question? No, I was going to say, should I switch with Lavana so that she can, um, so you can see her? Yeah, the... but um, ZK is going to tell us what to do. Okay. See that? He's the man. He's all over. He's got a crane camera. You got. You're on camera now. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Lavana's waving. Two ladies. I yeah yeah. I yeah had... you. are drinking. No no. I ran out of glasses. No no no. We have a case. And we're going to drink the red one soon too, Lavana. I can just drink from the bottle if that's... Lavana, I'm driving later. You can drink. Unless I drink and you drive. Lavana's going to... Oh, you'll be in much bigger trouble. (laughs) (laughs) 
Lavrana and I are going to hang out afterwards on this very long afternoon. It's still long. Shabbos hasn't come in. Has the clocks haven't changed just yet? But okay. So Dan, how long have you been at six thirteen? Uh, about no, about six months now. Um, I I grew up in Stanford where okay. the restaurant is, and but I hadn't lived there in about twenty years. Um, all my family and a lot of my friends are still in the area. Um, the restaurant, uh, it originally started as Koch about five years ago. Oh, that was Koch? Okay. It was Koch, yeah. Um, Stamford, Connecticut. Connecticut. Yes. They have a few restaurants so Connecticut there. is the state uh, and Stamford is, is the city. Ah, uh, see, I know that. <laughs> not being an Aussie and everything, even I know that. Okay, Everyone, but a yeah. lot of listeners might not know that. It's Connecticut. Stamford, California and Stamford. <laughs> Connecticut. See, the, the Aussie knows. The Aussie knows. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so, you know, the restaurant ran into some trouble uh, and they closed down after about three years of Koch. Uh, they reopened again at 613. Um, they needed a little bit of help. Uh, and What's your background? My background, I spent the last 20 years uh, in and out of service industry management, also promotional marketing. Um, most recent one was I helped open Milt's Barbecue in you? Chicago. I oh. was the opening general manager. I, I ah. was. I had a part in, uh, you know, in some of. You the, did a superb job. Have you eaten you. there, guys? Either Lavana or Yossi. Have you? Eaten big, big fan. Yeah. So Brian, I know. Brian Breaker. Sure. Yeah, we're buddies. I helped get him his job. I, I stood up at his wedding twelve years ago. Okay, they stayed at my house a few weeks ago. He told ago. me, yeah. <laughs> Um, so he's, he's a, lovely. He's a he's good a nicest guy. Nicest guy. He's, he's been on the show. I've known him for about 15 years. He's, he's just a great guy. Um, and so I helped open Milts. Um, and then I left the industry. Uh, and they needed some help uh, at 613. So roundaboutly, they, they knew my family. And uh, they asked me if I'd be willing to come back and uh, help them out. Back to Connecticut you go. I, honestly, I never really thought I'd be back in Stanford, Connecticut. <sighs> Although it's a lot's changed. It's not the same city as, as I grew up. And when I grew up, uh, you know, I went to Yeshiva in Westchester, and a lot of my friends are from New York, so I spent most of my time in New York. Um, Stanford somehow has, has grown into this big hub. You have got um, some great restaurants here. You have a great Indian place. Uh, I, I, the, the one Lavana, did you come with us? No, you didn't come. We went after the Jewish woman's entrepreneur. We, I, we, 20 women. Yeah. I used this kosher GPS app, um, and I turned it on. I will see what's around me, and it was in Stanford, Connecticut, that hotel, the Crown Plaza. I don't know, it but it lunch. said Indian. Lunch. We have lunch. It was oh, Indian, okay. and oh. I'm like, Indian, hello, yeah. I'm there. So 20 of us went. We just That's showed up awesome. there. I think the guy had a little plots. Um, no, we don't know what the food is, so it just said, just yeah, send it Stanford, all out. Stanford has grown. I, you know, when I was moving back from Chicago, is you know, one of the – Four major markets in, in, in the country. Um, and I'm looking for an apartment in Stanford and, and very surprised to see that it's a lot more expensive to live in Stanford, Connecticut than it is in Chicago. There you go. And, and, I, and I just kind of wanted to say, do, do you not realize that you're in Connecticut? Yeah, but it's close to New York. That's what it is, the parking lot that. for New York. Yeah. Oh, <gasps> that's, that's funny, the parking lot the for New York. The parking lot for New York. People, a lot of people live in, it started out as Hoboken, and now Hoboken filled up. And I'm sorry, I'm really LOLing over here. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people call it the parking lot for New York because people will just live there. Uh, and and take the train in. Uh, that's that's what I did this morning. That's hilarious. Um, well, thank you so much for coming. Absolutely. In. Okay, what have we got over there? Let's okay. talk about the food, and then maybe we can pair it with some red wine. Yeah, definitely the the red wine. Yossi, you gonna eat with me? Flashics at so, nine a.m. Uh, not on a Friday. No, because Levani is not gonna eat Friday, for, for Friday night. Yeah, no, I'm. See, I don't mind. I always say because you know my parents are flashic right now in Australia because the Chubbers there, so I can be too. But I have been <laughs> smelling this for the last. You know, little bit, okay. But I actually brought the, the, the red wine I brought is a uh, Rioja. Oh, look, he's got um, me cutlery. Rioja is actually my favorite kind of wine. Oh, the red down. wine I brought is a Rioja from Spain, Let's made by LV that. Wines. Hands down, and will probably go nicely, definitely with the spare ribs. Okay, let's Short let's tuck yeah. into Short that. Ribs, sorry. You know, I when I I. I when Dan and I were talking when we first and met. I'll make sure to pour for Levana. Yes. Oh, time. absolutely. <laughs> we have a hot behind make you, sure Dan. Levana is a case some. of glasses. I just didn't want to interfere with the tea. No. Levana and I will always drink together. No? No, we're not drinking? You drink. You drink. Okay. wants some more of the sparkle. Yeah, yeah. Right we we do have bottle. to drive home. Okay. Let's get him a straw. Okay, so let's. <laughs> 
Guys, we're like more than halfway through the show. Okay. We have a lot to talk uh, about. So here, let me give you, these are our braised short ribs. Okay. Um, it's usually, you know, the presentation is a little bit nicer. I had to Yeah. Please improvise. remember this was schlepped from Connecticut by train this morning <laughs> to the Lower East Side. Thank you so much for doing this. So the presentation, Absolutely. they really do very nice work. So I'm going to, at nine something, tuck into these ribs. It's a braised for several hours. <gasps> um, Did you see how soft that was? Did you see how easy that was? No, Levana, did you see this? Uh, is it bad that I'm eating it with potatoes? Let me just have a oh, piece of plain. potatoes. I love oh, comfort food. Okay, I'm just going to dip it in the sauces. I, I like to eat each bit separately and then together. First, but it's okay. Okay, I can go backwards it's and forwards. <laughs> mm. I'm eating it at room temperature. It's divine. I love meat. As much as I love cheesecakes. <laughs> From last week's show, there ain't nothing like meat. Oh, my God, they're great. And they're not fatty. They're just full-flavored. Yeah, we, we trim them uh, so that they're not full of fat. Do you trim them? The potatoes are divine. They, they trim them after because you want to have some of the fat in when you cook them because that's what makes it you know, nice. Dan, that's fabulous. Really fabulous. I'm going to keep eating that, but I, I know that there's other there's goodies to try. a couple other try. things. So I'll give you the appetizer last now that we're already on entrees okay, first. Okay, yeah. And so this is, this is called our Smokin' Joe. It's actually named after Joe Lieberman. Who, oh, he's who, a senator from Connecticut who ran for vice for president. Long, long, he almost was vice president. Uh, uh, magically wasn't because of uh, Florida. Um, yeah. Okay, but, I'm just uh, snapping some photos sure. behind, for our behind-the-scenes. Joe Lieberman. Oh, he was Oh really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, nice. He's he's a good friend. Of, he's very close uh, to Stanford. He you know he grew up in Stanford. Um, he's a he's a he's actually a friend, a good friend of our family. But uh, he often frequents the restaurant. Um, he sometimes gets the smoke and Joe, which is sort of funny to watch Joe Lieberman eating the smoke and Joe. Um, but it's, it's I'm breaking it down a little bit. So it's corned beef, pastrami, deli mustard, coleslaw, sauerkraut. <laughs> um, there's, okay. It's just kind of everything in there. I'm going to try. I did wash before the show. I promise. Okay. That's, I'm just, no, cure, that's not fat. We, that's we just meat. We cure and smoke our own meats uh, in 613. So everything's very fresh. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's a good sandwich. <laughs> it's a good sandwich. It's so American. Yeah. This is so American. Oh, my gosh. It's so delicious. And it's so thick. I'm I mean, the Lower East Side is home of these big fat deli sandwiches. Yeah. This is where it all started on the Lower East Side. No one leaves hungry when, uh, when they eat When that. my parents first came to America and we went to eat probably at Schmolka Bernstein's and they bought us one of these kind of sandwiches, a big thing. My parents were like, what's with all the meat in the middle of the sandwich? <laughs> in Australia, order a deli sandwich and have three pieces of salami in it. I grew but up going it, to Schmolka Bernstein's. Once a month, my father would take us in. He had his, his waiter, Murray. Uh, this older gentleman who he had, that was his waiter for like 30 years. Uh, as soon as he got there, Murray knew he had two hot dogs with mustard and sauerkraut waiting at the table for him. Uh, Smoker Bernstein's has a, a lot of memories for me, a lot of great memories. Oh my gosh, this is amazing. I'm thick. Yeah. Just like a Smoker Bernstein's, but in Australia we don't, I think it's an American thing to like have put, big, ev put big everything in the, everything big. but the sink. This in, in is the, Fabulous. This is great, great meat. I'm a big fan of, I love deli well, meat. Australia, I, I imagine love it's, deli it's probably harder to uh, to get the uh, koala to sit still, you know, and, and the kangaroos so you can put it on the sandwich. Yeah, probably. They help right away. Mm. I had to, I'm sorry. That was really good. <laughs> I really like that deli. And I, I've had a lot of deli that has come through this show and yeah. charcuterie and all that kind of stuff. This was Thank you. good. I think we need uh, some and then, red And then we did, now since we did it backwards, we'll have the appetizers last. Um, okay. Well, the appetizer. So this wine. is. We should have some wine with that. I'm gonna have some wine. What am I drinking again? This is uh, Rioja Jarenza from LV Wines okay. in Spain. Rioja is my absolute favorite type of wine. Rioja, I find, is the only wine that um, you can drink it with different dishes, and it actually the it the flavor almost. I know this isn't proper the way to say it, but the flavor almost adjusts. To those dishes, so you can you can drink a Rioja with the Smoke and Joe, and it'll taste one way, and then you drink it with the short rib, and it'll almost taste different. After the show, I'm going to do that. It's it's <laughs> just Rioja is just my favorite wine. This is really lovely. I'm not a huge huge red wine drinker. Yeah. I love big fan of the whites. Yeah. This is really good, especially got went so well with this deli. 
This is another wine that, that, that comes in at about just south of 20 bucks. So it's a Fantastic. wine. You, can, you know, wines that come from countries where, where, where wine drinking is just part of the social fabric and there's no meals without it <laughs> tend to be more tailored towards drinking with food. Uh, whereas, let's say, if you take a big Cabernet Sauvignon from, Cal from Napa, which is famous for those wines, the wine is a dominant factor, and it's a lot harder to match it to kind of a wide array of different dishes. It goes well with, you know, a meat, a big steak, or things like that, but it's much harder to pair it with an afternoon salad, whereas wines that come from France and Italy tend to be more tailored towards everyday drinking. Um, I like that, everyday drinking. it's easier to do. Well, you should be drinking every day. Yes. <laughs> I, th I heard it's good for the heart. Red glass of red wine. So they say. I'm going to keep drinking then. <laughs> <laughs> you have a great heart. Oh, that's uh, great. And these are, so this is the appetizer. Okay, these what are, is this? Um, it's one of my personal favorites on the menu. I mean, we have a lot of great sort of fried appetizers, like fried pickles and brisket egg rolls, uh, uh, pretzel bites and, and slider samplers. Milts make sick pretzel bites. They do. Ours ours are pretty good also. Hopefully you'll, you'll I'm gonna try come, them I'm soon. gonna come. We'll talk about the pop-up in a so, minute. And then so, we're going to talk to Levana and Yossi again as well. So these are our brisket dumplings. Um, <laughs> All right, CK, I hear you. It's coming. It's coming. And they're absolutely phenomenal. I, when I first got there, um, we have now a different chef, uh, Jorge, who is an amazing chef. We we stole him from some, um, some Michelin star rated restaurants in Manhattan. Um, phenomenal chef. So now I don't have to worry about specials at all. But when I came in, the chef uh, he hadn't didn't have that. He was a young guy out of CIA. Um, and he didn't have a lot of experience with specials, so I sort of made up the specials. And if, if, if when I came up with something, if I thought that maybe they wouldn't know how to do it, I would Google different recipes and, and give them to them to help out. Well, apparently in the history of the world, there's never been a brisket dumpling um, because I, I, I was looking at I looked at restaurants all over the country and the world yeah, and, yeah, and got yeah. ideas. But there is a brisket vodka. There is a brisket. <laughs> yes, yeah, pomegranate, oh, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I'm gonna keep eating. So I saw, I think, on someone's menu, I saw like a lamb dumpling, and I said, you know, we have amazing brisket. I said, let's try a brisket dumpling. So I said, there's no way they're gonna know how to make that. I googled brisket dumpling, nothing. Really? No, I couldn't find any recipes for brisket dumpling. So the kitchen hated me because they, I would say, I said, make a dumpling, but put brisket in it, and I want it to be good. And they'd bring something out, and it was almost like a comedy. I'd be like, no. It's not good. Because <laughs> I have a brisket egg roll. Yes, we have a brisket egg roll that's phenomenal. Um, but dumplings, for some reason, I, I'm not sure. And so they it tried about 10 times. And uh, finally, a half hour before we had, we, we released the, the specials menus uh, every um, Sunday at about 4 p.m. And uh, it was about 3.30. And I finally said, all right, this is it. And we had it on specials for that week. And then at the end of the week, the kitchen was like, thank God that week's over. We're not doing that again. And we sold out every single day. So I said, all right, we're putting it on the menu. And the kitchen still hates me to this day because <laughs> I put it on the menu. It's, it's good. Uh, Levana, no. Levana can we, did we hear that question? Okay. Uh, I, I don't do the cook. I love to cook. Levana uh, asked if Dan does the cooking. <laughs> I, I love to cook. the tasting and managing. I, 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 tasting and managing is a lot of what I do. I love to cook. I, I'd be a terrible restaurant manager because I don't – uh, I don't like following recipes. I'm really good. And it's I'm, the same, I'm a it's, bit like that. It's the same thing I do with with you know with drinks. Is I'm for some reason I'm very good at I can open a fridge or um, I can't do it quickly, which is why chopped wouldn't work for me. But um, I, I I'm really good about just kind of seeing things and knowing that they'll t that they'll taste well together. And I try different things and I do the same thing you know with alcoholic drinks. Um, for some reason I'm just I like to just kind of try things out and I'll, you know I'll be cooking something and I'll look at my spices and I'll say oh, oh, oh that'd probably be good and I'll try that and taste it and I'll say oh yeah that's good um, right, that's so, how we all but we need uh, a basic recipe as so, a guy. yeah so I don't, I don't use any recipes yeah I don't use recipes when I cook the restaurant certainly does use they recipes. have to because it's all about consistency right so you have somewhere. to have consistency I, I hate going yeah. back to a restaurant and like this didn't take like this last time you know but I, yeah but I do love to cook so for all the single Jewish women out there I am single <laughs> <laughs> Table for two slash shidduch. <laughs> That's, That's hilarious. I'm glad you, I'm glad you did that shidduch, that shout out for the shidduch. That's good for you. I, I'm very proud of you. Let's talk about milts. Yes, Papa. very, very Brian excited. Brian is coming back. Brian Greca. Midwest comes to New East, England. Like East meets Midwest. There you go. Let's go. What are we doing? How are so we So we're doing there? a pop-up with, with Milt's Barbecue. I'm, I'm so happy to be, you know, pa paired up with Brian again. He and I worked really, really well together uh, when I was at Milt's. 
Um, it's going to be a five-course pairing meal with wines. Uh, we're working with Royal Wines. Of um, course, the best. Working with ro- Royal Wines on uh, the wine pairings. Um, and it's going to be a five-course pairing meal. It's September 22nd. We're going to be doing two different seating, 6 p.m. and 9 p.m., similar to the Dini pop-up. Maybe I can come to the 6 p.m. We'll do that. <laughs> that. I'm running a chop competition that night in, like, Lakewood, I think. Take a helicopter. Take a helicopter. At uh, 613 Restaurant uh, in Stamford. You said before it's three hours between Connecticut and Lakewood. Is it really? Uh, the way my yes. parents drive, yes. It's, uh, I could do it in probably two, two and a half. Oh, it's far. It's not close. Can we do a lunch seating? <laughs> uh, we can maybe give a sneak pre- a press sneak, sneak uh, preview. Yeah, let's have the press in earlier. Uh, we can maybe mm, do we'll a press, talk about that. A press sneak preview. For that, that'll be flashy. Yeah, for that, we'll be <laughs> flashy at 9 a.m. Okay. Um, so we're doing a f- we don't have the menu just yet. I actually have a Skype conference call later on today with, with uh, or yesterday, with uh, Brian. Sorry. Um Okay, excellent. Um, so that will be released. And yeah, we're it's coming releas- up we're really fast. We're releasing that next week, the menu. Uh, but it's going to be down home, country barbecue, authentic, you know, kind of milled stuff. We're going to sort of fancy it up a little bit. Um, you know, our chef Jorge, he, he, he's, he, you know, he's very. His presentation skills are just out of this world. Uh, coming from Michelin star restaurants, he just. Have you got a? Have you got an Instagram page? Uh, we do. Yeah. Oh, we were six, talking about 613, that. 613, yeah. 613 restaurant. S- yes, yeah, spelled Cause, out. Because yeah. 613 the is, le- the, is the numbers, right? Yeah. Six. It's 613 numerical and then restaurant. Okay? Right. Yes. Did I get that right? I think actually the Instagram is, is spelled out. I have to double check. It was done way before. Here, we I got can there. we can just check that out okay. because I want Sorry. everyone. You've got a giveaway. Yeah. You actually have a giveaway. Do you want to announce what you're going to sure, be giving yeah. away to our listeners we- while I check what you are? Absolutely. We I have a hundred dollar gift card uh, for dinner at uh, six thirteen. Yeah, it's actually um, I'm ex- it's actually S I X thirteen. T H I R T E E N restaurant. I can never spell restaurant. Thank God for spell check. Restaurant. <laughs> yeah. Um. You have one hundred twenty seven followers. We're gonna double that. Yeah, we have We're gonna to get double more. that. Well, let's let's you know it's it's got great food and and um it's a great it's a great restaurant. You'll see you'll go on their Instagram page. Look, let me just show you this. Okay, I'm just holding up to the camera. This is the quality of their plating. You saw that. I, so I mean, I, I, I tasted it on Instagram the nine days menu that we had. I, um, so that you should be able to see that. And and that was he just did an amazing job. Have a look. I'm just holding that up to the screen for those of you watching on the Nakam Siegel Net channel. Um, and it was really this is really out outstanding, delicious. Food and you'll see from the Instagram page, which you're all going to follow, there's a hundred dollar gift certificate. Naomi at nachamsegel.com. You know, and follow I'm, me and six thirteen on Instagram. And I'm also leaving you with a fifty dollar gift certificate to give out at some other point oh. uh, for your for your listeners. Oh, that's so nice of you. Absolutely. So well, so we're going to announce that in like uh, next week. So we, I'm going to okay. announce that in case somebody wants to take their wife out while they're busy prepping for Yontif and give the wife a night out. Yeah, I'm going to announce that next week. And the truth is, uh, you know, the $100 one that I'm giving you as well, so the, the fee for the pop-up with uh, Milt's Barbecue is, is $100 plus uh, tax and gratuity. Uh, so they can use that if they want towards, uh, oh, you know, one person going Oh, that's so nice. Yeah. Thank you, Dan. That's really Absolutely. great. This food was delicious. Your restaurant is great. I'm so glad you worked with Dini and I got to meet you. Dini's a rock star, good She's friend amazing. of mine. She's and, amazing. And I'm happy to, like, I love shouting out our favorite chefs and, and, uh, you know, featuring you guys. And we'll try to come up to the restaurant as soon as possible. You have to. Yossi. Yes. Okay. Let's round this up and then we're going to put gonna the actually, butter right here. So, again, Rosh Hashanah's coming up. The Antifs are coming up. Time to break out the good stuff. But the thing to keep in mind is really focus on just drinking what you like and sharing it with friends. And, you know, wine is meant to be shared and is much more enjoyable that way. Don't get hooked up on it, making exact pairings and don't get, don't let other people tell you what to drink is really the most important thing. You should drink what you like and use people who may know a little bit more than you about wine, guide you in the right direction. But at the end of the day, don't ever drink or try to enjoy wine that you don't like because it's a drink. It's a beverage. It's right. there to make life better. I do on my website, if, if you go to my website, I have a, have a you know, longer article about wine food pairing that has some specific tips and things that can be helpful. And you can always send me an email. I answer all my emails, uh, especially when they're about wine. <laughs> uh, so, so feel free to do that and uh, 
have a great hug. Thanks again for having me back. And I uh, look forward to talking to you all again about wine. We I'm got going to, to give my seat to uh, Ilovana. And we've got to talk about Thanksgiving stuff. So, you know, closer to the time, we're going to talk about our fall wines and we're going to have Yossi I send my kids to school talking about Thanksgiving. <laughs> I know, I know. But for me, it's like it's like it's almost Rosh Hashanah. And, and, and the next thing you know, it's come here, Lavana. Shall I bring my goodies? You can bring whatever you like. <laughs> oh, you're right. Lavana made honey cake. And we have some, look, you have, uh, look at all these piles of great things. Lavana, this is yours, right? Yes. Lavana made I some. I talk about how she gets such a sweet Okay, a big shout out that. to Hannah Schusterman of her chocolate chips. She makes these amazing, organic, healthy, vegan soy chocolate this chips. Is I was at his show here, time. come here. <laughs> all right, let's talk. Um, we have to do our What's for Dinner segment, sponsored by our friends at Gourmet Glatt. Yossi, thank you very much. Yossi is running off. He's actually got a, a, a real day job. Um, see, uh, this is my day this job. This is nobody. This doesn't belong oh, that's to That's mine. <laughs> this is my day job. Um, and Yossi has, is a lawyer. So, um, okay, so he's running off. And really, thank you from the bottom of my heart. Have a good yontif, Yossi. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, look, don't you. worry. I'll make sure she drinks. I think Lavana sparkles <laughs> as is. Lavana has wine. <laughs> All over the house. Baruch Hashem. Okay, Lavana, let's talk. We I just gave Hannah a shout out. What's this? We've got ten minutes. Okay. The best exciting Remember, segment. I had nothing yet. Okay. Lunch is like. I know. Would be most welcome. Yeah. Okay, we're gonna go out to eat afterwards. Give her a piece of the sandwich. I know, but she doesn't want to eat meat. I want to have uh, coffee Albert. later. Did you check if he's there? I'm gonna check. I'm gonna check, Albert. Coffee bar awaits us. <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, let's talk about what this is, and then we're gonna, we've got to talk about our menu that was in Joy of Kosher. Yes. Okay, what's this? This is a Magic Health Bar, close cousin of the, uh, the exact same ingredients as a Magic Cookie, which I developed for Hani <laughs> Schusterman's new product. Sandy Schusterman's new product, the 51% uh, vegan mini chocolate chips, California gourmet. Cool. And it's mm. closer to a meal. It is not, I mean, for me, everything has to be functional foods, even dessert, even everything. Like so, this, you're going to have some functional sparkling wine. Exactly. <laughs> Followed by some functional mm. sandwich. <laughs> this is delicious. So she is, I just love, love, love the way that Connie picked up the slack from when they stopped uh, Trader Joe yeah. and just started this. Whole I love thing. it. It's I'm so proud of Connie. Okay. We, we, every, we then always comes try to. Then the 72% and my recipe of chocolate chip cookies is going to be there. Okay. I love it. Ah, and the back, she has lavanacooks.com. Recipe in the back of the package. That's There's no awesome. sugar there even. I love it. Okay. Let's talk Rosh Hashanah. We spoke about wine. Talk about food. Sweet. All sweet. We food. need a great what's for dinner segment recipe from sponsored by Gourmet Glatton. I, I need you to talk about food that we should be serving on Rosh Hashanah. We love to make lamb dishes. Lamb. On Rosh Hashanah. We Sephardis. And my mother made and dropped that delicious lamb shanks with apricot. Apricot and prunes, and topped with almonds. But I understand a lot of people don't eat almonds. Yeah, so Ashkenazim do not eat nuts because the tishrei. what's it called the the uh, chet. Yeah, um, the numbers eat. The, uh, what do they call that? The gematria. Yeah, the gematria of nuts is sin or something. Yes, like, like a sin number um, of it's a good sin. Avera. Sinful food is also delicious. Yeah, hmm, true too. To so okay, so without somewhere. the nuts, so without the nuts, you you can do it without the nuts if it's you're Ashkenazi. Delicious. So you do lamb, which you can buy delicious lamb in Gomeglat. Yes, I also make. Uh, and they'll trim it down for if you're worried about the fat. The butchers at Gomeglat will always trim it sweet, down. No, when we say sweet, I just want to make sure that nobody goes and slathers everything with a cup of honey or. Some foods are naturally sweet. Mm -hmm. Like, I have, like? I, in this uh, menu that we made for Joy of Kosher a few years ago, I had something that had no sugar or sweetener whatsoever. It was soba noodles with roasted diced root vegetables. Uh, the intense roasting brought out their sweetness. They also kind of dehydrated, and they had a lot of cinnamon 
And it's the best. So can a I, very good olive oil. And I have the recipe right here. It's one large turnip, one large carrot, one large it red onion, yeah. celery root, kabucha, 12 cloves of garlic, yum, yum. <laughs> olive oil, cinnamon, salt and pepper, and the soba noodles. And first you're going to roast them. And then you basically toss it with the soba noodles. Yes. And then make the dressing. And it's easy. Yes. Gomegla has, you know what, with gomegla, you can buy it already cut up. What, they the, sell uh, packages of the diced. I'm, oh, I'm that's gonna great. take it to Gomegla this later is great. today. This is great it's savings great. of time, right? It if really is. You can is. buy everything all cut up. Why not do it? I think that some people shy away from the monolithic, monolithic shape of those big roots that looks like such beast. This right. is why in my cookbooks I always have a little woman's hand in the kitchen with a hammer. Come on, people, you can cut this root. Right. You don't need a bandsaw. Diced it. Absolutely. You don't need a saw. No, of course not. That was an honor to have Lavana do our What's for Dinner segment using her recipe. Yeah, it's good. So much fun. And then we have a soup that has very little sweetener also. Chickpeas, as you know, are very uh, malleable and, and permeable. And flavorful. And I they're, love they're great and they absorb like little chameleons. Anything you pair them with. So we have a chickpea and butternut squash soup that is out of this world, very simple and very plebeian, most often parav. It just has the sweet spices, so cinnamon. I'd like to try that. Yeah. Oh, oh, it's wonderful. I'd like some. I do chickpeas and butternut squash yes, a please. lot. Yes, <laughs> it's delicious. Yes, and please. then we cream. Wish you should have pop it. up with Lavana. Oh, that would be great. Uh, uh, Shirach. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Connecticut is not too far, so uh. I would go there. By the way, I was a lot in your neck of the woods in Connecticut for cooking classes. Oh, yeah, where? One of them was the Sacklers in Greenwich. Right, yeah, it's right next door. Yeah. And uh, Brentford, Yossi Yaffe. I love him and his wife, Rachel. Big shout out. She's <laughs> one of my big fans, Rachel Yaffe. Uh, I was everywhere. Yeah, Levana. New Haven. Levana, you Hecht. are like. Hecht. Yeah, you, I know the Hecht, sure. Khani, yeah, they're playing Jewish geography. Yeah, We've got four a, minutes. I go everywhere. Rosh Hashanah's in two weeks. We have four Come minutes. Come on, you have to taste my honey cake. Oh, my gosh. Levada no, bought me honey cake. I'm so honored, Dan. My honey cake. Honey. Me from 613. Honey cake, Levada. This is a great meal. Okay, wine from Yossi. We are my like honey cake has a secret ingredient. Okay. Now not secret anymore. Love. Orange marmalade. Oh. And I bake with spelt flour, which I find very, very substantial and sexy. And why Wait, I can no, give no, everybody. No, 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 What about him? Is it, ZK, well, <laughs> ZK, you want? We're going to share one wants. piece. And then afterwards, we'll have yeah. more after the show is over. Here's ZK. <laughs> this is amazing. Very good. This honey cake is not going to get shuffled around. It's for amazing. keeps. Yeah. It's for keeps. And then I noticed that if you wanted... Yeah, right? If you, again, wanted to, if you wanted to dress it up, yeah. you would uh, a, a slice, not even, like a scoop of uh, uh, sea salt caramel ice cream. It would go very, very well. Oh, and the palette of colors. <laughs> I said that last week too about the cheesecakes. Yeah, caramel, I love very, caramel. Very <gasps> that would be really nice. The thing to do to me, in my opinion, with all desserts is to leave them as unadorned as possible so that you, if you have a further composition to make, you have room. You don't do overkill. You don't have something that is already frosted or already iced or already uh, decorated in some ways and then add another. It, you die of guilt. This is pretty plain. I'm not going to lie, by the way. That's a, that's a good way to go. <laughs> yeah. And then just pair it with something else. You could have a little compote of uh, plums with it. And what, because what? you have room. You have the caloric And you room. can drink, fish, um, finish it off with some sparkling white wine. Yes, you can. Isn't this nice? It's delicious. This is, this is amazing. Like, it's really a taste of Rosh Hashanah. You know what would be cute? If you can buy these little um, decorative bees. You can put on top of that as oh, well. Oh, don't laugh. I, I, so if you see on my... Uh, or you can save it for a circus, then you'll actually have bees on it. <laughs> if you see on my... Uh, ten seconds. <laughs> yeah. If you see on my uh, site, I have a bee-shaped uh, honey cake mold. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've seen those. You can buy them. Can we buy them through your website? No, I think uh, oh. Helen Schwimmer, who's a writer in the Jewish press, took that picture and sent it to oh, me. Oh, okay. That's very cute because what you can do is also buy... I think Amazon sells them as well. Um, I have never known one hour to go so fast. 
right? I think, I think this quickly. hour flew much better. Even though I love my cheesecakes, this hour, <laughs> I, I can't believe that the show is over. Wow. Are you a little drunk from all I promise you I'm not drunk. <laughs> I'm, I'm an Aussie, fast. come on. I'm an Aussie, we can hold it well. I have some Aussie friends and they... We know they, how to drink. Yeah, they put us to shame. Yeah, that's true. You may have big fat pastrami sandwiches, <laughs> but we know how to drink in Australia. You have big fat livers. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Very funny. <laughs> Table for two with Naomi Nachman on the Nachum Siegel Network. Our show is sponsored by Natural and Kosher Cheeses where quality and flavour matter. I hope you tune in every week and listen to our exciting shows. Listen online on the archives, nachamsegel.com. Music sponsored by our friends at Ked Up right up until Lichbenching. Wishing everybody a Shabbat Shalom. Take care. See you next week.